what if I just put everything I could into running this next year and see where I end up next year? Welcome to the Passion to Brand podcast, a show of real stories from people who turn their passions into thriving brands through social media. I'm Brett Johnson, founder of Passion to Brand. And I'm Dale Schaefer, founder of DaleSchaefer.com. On the show today, how Eliza Miron turned her passion for running into the well-known brand Daily Run with Saw, with a simple message to inspire others to have consistent running habits and to pursue a lifestyle of commitment, purpose, and discipline. I'll tell you, running has never been my thing. Even as a Division I athlete, I remember hating the workouts that involved this type of cardio exercise. I would do anything in exchange for sprints or distance running. So this past summer, when I stumbled across Eliza Marone's Instagram account, Daily Run with Zal, I was captivated. Here was someone who thoroughly loves running so much that she hasn't missed a day in 19 years. Every day she is posting a new video on Instagram documenting her daily run streak. We started this episode by asking the question, have you always been passionate about running? Back into middle school. So this is maybe circa 1996. My mom would try to pay me $1 to run a mile because, you know, she wanted me to keep active over the summer. And I think, yeah, that one summer I made like $3, you know, money was not, usually it's an incentive, but I think it just shows like, I literally hated running. I'd tell her that all the time. I hate running. It's so hard. It's horrible. Um, so never in my life would I ever think I like, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to run or I want to run a race. So the fact that, you know, I even started running, my mom was like, what are you doing? You hate this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I tried the soccer team just because, you know, it's what other friends were doing in high school. Um, and I just remember my sophomore year, I'm like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm sitting on the bench watching other kids play. I literally like do not like the sport. Like I've never been like a sports person. You know, you just kick this ball around with your foot and you play by these rules. But um, it, it wasn't until spring 2002. Um, it sounds so simple, but I literally woke up one morning. And I'm like, I need to go for a run. You know, it's not like I kind of planned out, you know, um, talked about running. I just got up, started running. I'm like, wow, that was actually great. You know, did it the next day and then took a few days off and then, you know, ran on a Sunday. And then I started getting up before school and realizing, wow, like sunrise this is amazing. I've been missing out. I guess kind of from there is when I'm like, well, why don't I join the cross country team? I mean, it definitely wasn't the cool thing. The The cool sport was soccer. But yeah, I joined the cross country team. I was the only girl, maybe a few guys on the team. And I guess that's kind of when the streak started. The high school coach at that time had us running seven days a week. So, you know, we'd have practice Monday through Friday, race on Saturday, Sunday. He'd tell us, you know, uh, do a run like 60 minutes and you know, and a lot of the other kids on the team maybe skip that Sunday, but I've just, I've always been like somebody I respect tells me to do something like I do it. You know, I get homework for that night. I do it. I turn it the next day. That's just like, that's just always how I've been. And I think anybody that starts running, you kind of realize, wow, I'm actually improving. You see like changes that you can quantify, you know, your, your time goes from, you know, 27 minutes, I think was my first 5k time. And I don't think you know, maybe I, I ran a little bit like a minute faster or whatever. Um, but you can kind of see changes. And then from that point, I'm like, well, like, what if I just put everything I could into 
running this next year and see where I end up next year. You know, I just like had this drive to be good at something. So it sounds like, yeah, even at an early age, whether it's homework or whether it's running, you you learned to have that discipline. And that's true. I know that's your message today that you're sharing with the world is one of commitment, you know, purpose and discipline. And so you're running cross country in high school, which obviously led you to compete at a high level for a D3 uh, school in college. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced in college? And what was one thing that you learned through this experience that really shaped uh, who you are today? Well, that is a loaded question because my college career was not enjoyable, I would say. So basically, I I went all the way to Pennsylvania, nine hours from Indiana, mostly because I think the the college cross-country coach was like a really good recruiter. And I kind of, I felt like he really wanted me on the team. And once I got there, I'm like, oh, this is it. You know, like I was definitely disappointed. And I suffered like most of my injuries in college. Um, You know, I just felt like, a lot of pressure, mostly from myself, being away from home. It was just like a lot to to deal with, you know, and the big theme, I guess, of college was discouragement. You know, sometimes we kind of create something in our mind, what other people expect of us. Mm. And really, it's like just what we think we should expect of ourselves. So it's like I had these unattainable goals um, and I would just get super discouraged you know, with little things like, you know, somebody passes me in a race, which, you know, I'm always ahead of them in training. And it's like, you know, I kind of based my whole value of myself on like running, you know, I just kind of like got super wrapped up in the sport and um, like just too competitive. That was the biggest lesson to learn, uh, not only like in running, but in life, you know, uh, what we do, it's like, Like I can be super serious about something and focused, but I think it really intimidates people and kind of turns people off. So it's um, the finding a way to connect with people and not making my whole story intimidating and kind of like discouraging, which is how, you know, I felt in college. Totally get that. Yeah. So I guess it was back in 2004, uh, you decided I'm going to Google. Uh, the longest daily running streak. That was something that you were very interested at the time. And to much of your surprise, an association called the United States Running Streak Association popped up. Tell me, uh, what did you find out uh, about that association? Yeah, well, I just thought, like, I wonder, you know, how long other people or if anybody else is doing this. Um, you know, at first it was United States Running Streak Association. Now it's Streak Runners International. So it's an international association, which has a compiled list of um, everybody that has a run streak. So they defined it. And John and Don Strumsky founded this association in 2000. And there is 14 people on the list just because they were in a running community, uh, I think out East. And, you know, so it's like they compiled this list. And um, so I'm like, oh, wow, like other people are doing it. I'm not as crazy as people tell me, you know, it's like just, just having proof that, people have been able to do it for so long. So that kind of gave me like a sense of community. I know there's three men that are over 50 years of running every day. I think I'm 113th on the list, including male and female. And I think the 12th female um, on the list. And um, we're not really running every day to be on this list, you know, and um, because many people have started their streak before this list even existed. Like I do have some friends that are like, who do I got to knock out to get you number one, you know? <laughs> yeah, a great philosophy of the, the run streak in itself. We're not getting out there to compete. 
or be anybody. It's like we all take one day at a time. We're presented with life situations, run that day, wake up the next day, you know? So it's just nice to kind of connect with other run streakers, which is how kind of my brand began in the early stages. And I know at that time, after running for nearly 17 years, you decided that you wanted to share your running streak. So with us, obviously, uh, Eliza, your brand Daily Run With Zaw began to emerge. So if you can kind of share why social media? Sure. Well, for, yeah, 17 years, nobody knew that I've been running every single day. Like I had this project in mind to have a video of myself running every single day for a year. And um, Instagram was a good way to kind of capture that moment, I guess. Um, and my one friend was like, I see you're, you're running every day. Like, how long have you been doing that? I'm like, yeah, 17 years. And he's like, so you haven't missed a day in 17 years. You know, and I've known this person since sixth grade. <laughs> it's funny because three months later, he says, hey, guess what? I'm almost at 100 days of, of running every single day myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, your question, why social media? Um, you know, for that purpose of just documenting, because I, I document my runs by, you know, writing down the time, the distance, but I thought, you know, at first, maybe having a picture for every run could be kind of cool to remember that run. And then it was a, a video, like a five second video of me running. I thought it'd be cool to see, you know, mostly for myself to see the, the daily run all in one video, which I do have on my Instagram. It's like, I think it's 30 seconds long. And it's funny because that whole year I had, you know, planned for that video for a whole year. And it's like my least viewed video, but it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of cool for me to look back and and reflect. It kind of evolved into a podcast because I wanted to connect and talk with other run streakers about, you know, how they got started running every day, what sort of challenges they had to run through. Um, and then that kind of evolved into connecting with other women run streakers. So I have like a, a season on women run streakers because, you know, there's this whole question about how we run through pregnancy and giving birth, you know, like, does your streak stop? what happens. Um, and yeah, then it kind of evolved into the Instagram world of just for me, it was a practice of vulnerability and being able to like put myself out there. It was like a, a self-development practice that I wanted to work on. You know, it can be a little intimidating and maybe even fearful. So it's like, sometimes you got to go in the direction of fear to even evolve it all. So was that challenging for you to uh, put it all out there and face that fear? Uh, yeah, I think it was challenging for me. I've always been somebody that, you know, doesn't like to be in the spotlight. Um, you know, at a party, I'd be like the quietest person in the room. But if I'm just like alone with a best friend or a family member, you know, you'll hear all sorts of shenanigans. So I felt like there's a part of me I was hiding from the world and it's like I'm inspiring you know my one friend from high school a few other people I'm like you know what would what would happen if I share the story with the world and um you know sharing the story has been able to to help people yeah I could see that I, I I'm sure you've touched a lot of lives that obviously some that you are well aware of and others maybe not so well aware of so I know your followers know a lot about your daily run streak, uh, but you also spend a lot of time doing yoga. 
How do these two activities play into your message of pursuing a lifestyle of commitment, purpose, and discipline? Yeah, so I found yoga about 2010, signed up for the Miami Marathon, and uh, that was, would have been my fifth marathon. I did training. I was coming off a previous marathon like that fall, so I knew I was going to be able to finish, basically. I got to 13 miles, and I saw my mom on the side of the course, and I just decided to stop. And it's like, I've never stopped in a race, like ever. You know, I'd rather crawl to the finish line. My mom's like, oh my gosh, what do you do? Like, what's wrong? Are you, are you injured? And um, I'm like, I think I'm just going to run back to the hotel and go to the yoga class because there's like a legit Ashtanga studio in Miami Beach um, that I've been to before. And I'm like, eh, I just think I'm good, you know? And my mom's just like, what's going on? Like, don't you want to finish the race? I'm like, yeah. I mean, you just kind of, you have to go down the bay of this cane, turn around. I'm like, I just don't want to run that far. Like, I think I'm, I just want to go back and do yoga. And it's like, and I've never like DNF'd in any race ever. So the fact that I just, I realized maybe at that point, like, oh, I actually have a decision. You know, it's like, I don't have to finish this race. So I basically, I ran, I think it was about three miles back to the hotel. So, you know, a good 16 miles for the day. Um, I guess I probably, I don't know, actually, I don't think I did change. <laughs> I think I still wore the same clothes and went to practice yoga and that was it. I didn't have any sort of regret or anything. I just came to like that realization moment where I'm like, oh, like yoga is this big part of my life. That's when I really dove in and I decided to go to India and learn there. Um, and you know, for me, it took me four trips there to even be able to come back and teach. I guess I was passionate about learning the truth about yoga, which is why I decided to go to India and learn kind of straight from the source. Um, and it was always a, a juggle of balancing the yoga and the run. It took quite a few years to uh, scale back the run, but also allowed me to develop the philosophy of this daily run. You know, it's not just about going out there, pounding the pavement, hitting our goals crushing the competition, buying the latest gear, you know, running consumerism. Um, it's more about like the daily practice of connecting with ourselves, being able to get through life obstacles or situations, having that time to be grateful for whatever's happening in our life. So it kind of maybe shifted into more of that ability to have the run to connect with myself and kind of see it similarly to yoga. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in terms of your brand, where do you see that going over the next few years? Yeah, I mean, since last fall, I've just kind of organically um, been doing things. And this past summer is when most people hopped on the Instagram reel train. You know, it just seemed like a good fit as far as the educating and entertaining um, and also my intention for that was, you know, I, obviously I'm, I run every single day, but what if I add one more practice to that run and that's creating these videos and these videos take like five seconds or 10 seconds, you know, and, um, you know, I, and I wanted to be as genuine and authentic as I could in these videos. So I'll just continue to share my story and, um, just kind of see what ev evolves naturally, I guess. So. 
talking about growth, I, I, I want to come back to uh, one video in particular. Uh, I believe it had over 8 million views. Uh, and it had something to do with uh, you running after having one of your children. Is that is that correct? Yep. So it's uh, the controversial topic in the running streak story, which is um, having to run through not only all nine months of pregnancy, but, you know, the day of like giving birth. So my first son, Ray, and that's, you know, early on, it was kind of a fear, you know, like, like what's going to happen uh, when I get pregnant and have kids? You know, I, I'd have family friends tell me, yeah, your streak's going to end once you have kids. Just, just wait. And I'm like, well, you know, my, my response was always like, well, you know, I'll get through it. I'll figure out a way, you know, it's never, I never use the words. Like, I hope I get through it or, oh no, like, what if this doesn't happen? It's like, you know, I just always kept my mind strong, like just saying, oh, I'll figure out a way. Um, so anyway, Ray, my first son, uh, was a long labor. So I already did my run that Tuesday, Tuesday night labor started. So I did uh, my run Wednesday about 4 a.m., you know, getting it early before like labor got too intense, thinking he'd be born that evening or that night, even. But like labor continued and he wasn't born um, until Thursday, which was Thanksgiving at 3 p.m. So I ended up doing my run, which was about 17 minutes, so a little over a mile at 8 p.m. that night. So I didn't want to wait too long in case I fell asleep or whatever. And then, you know, got up the next day, ran and so forth. But um, yeah, so I shared a video. I, I knew it was going to be controversial, but if you ever want to read some hate comments, that's the place to read them. But I also did have some people that were like, wow, this, like, this is the video that allowed me to find your page. And now I'm inspired by what you're doing. Um, so, you know, another thing with putting yourself out there on social media, like you have to get over the fact not everybody's going to like you. <laughs> And, you know, for some people that might be like a hard lesson. Um, and I think if you love yourself and you are really passionate, nobody should be able to shake that from you. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a strange feeling, you know, like kind of being attacked, but it's, like I said, you like really keep that strength within yourself. Um, you know, I think that's a good lesson to learn and that's kind of what, what it's about of, you know, putting yourself out there. Well, you, you said it early on in your answer there about, you know, having a, the passion and, and the commitment to stand for what you believed in and everything. And I, I really admire you for taking that, you know, the stand that you did, that you wanted to do what you were doing for all these years. So good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't think it's also, it's not like you have to explain yourself either. Um, but I think you know, learning from these comments and finding a way, oh, maybe I'm not educating people correctly on what a run streak is. You know, if somebody's saying something that you know is wrong, it's not like you call, an, call them out on it. It's, you know, keeping that in mind, like, oh, I didn't know I was coming across this way. You know, let me figure out a way I can share my uh, thesis statement a little bit better. Absolutely. So, as you know, here at Passion to Brand, uh, we work with people to help them uh, take their passion and turn it into a thriving brand. From just this one story, uh, a lot of people supported you. Obviously, you had some detractors, but tell us how you uh, monetize your uh, daily run with Zaw, and what, what does that monetization look like for you? 
Yeah, I mean, it's not much at all. I'm still like figuring out what that looks like for Instagram. Um, like I said, you know, I'm just kind of building the brand organically and I feel like I'm not in the position yet to, I guess, capitalize on the Instagram world. Um, so really it's, it's very minimally monetized. You know, I've kind of put out my coaching services because I teach uh, like one-on-one -on -one yoga and self-motivation with a run, a daily run or a five-time-a-week run. I just really feel like I'm at the place where I just want to connect with my followers, kind of that that free help scenario. So, so and I know you've been very selective about endorsing products and stuff, particularly, obviously, ones you don't believe in. Uh, what are your thoughts about brand collaborations? Uh, and, and do you feel like you should... Walk away from most of them, or are there some you feel that that are a good representation of who you are? I don't want to be like giving unsolicited advice, but when I created this account, you know, I, I like I said, I wanted to be very genuine and authentic with my run. You know, for one example, uh, there was this watch company; they would send me this free GPS watch in exchange for a review. Uh, you know, with a post or whatever. And I mean, I, I can be honest in the review. I guess I could have done it and been honest about it but then it's like okay at the end of the day i have this watch i know i'm not going to use because you know i don't like the gadgets and the data and the numbers that your mind kind of gets trapped on i mean and sometimes it is fun you know you look at your pace um but i feel like the that my message isn't about that yeah and that's that's super commendable eliza that that uh that is your your process because i know there's a lot of people who want to monetize quickly, they're on Instagram and wanting to, to make their first dollar on Instagram. And so they'll, well, you know, reach out to the first brand that, uh, that reaches out. And so your process of being selective and finding a brand that fits your mission and what you believe, I think is, is very commendable. And, and obviously I think that aids to, um, and shows, you know, you growing your account from, from zero, zero to today, nearly 28,000 followers. Obviously that's, uh, that's not easy. And I think a lot of, of what you're doing and the, the true self that you're bringing to your platform, you know, shows your audience who you really are and, and they feel like they can really connect uh, to you. So, um, Eliza, if you could attribute one thing to, to the, to aiding this growth, what do you think that would be? The real, the big thing with that, from my, uh, experience is consistency. Um, you know, on every run, I do a stupid video. Um, so like consistency and, um, I mean, like, so it's so different with other people's brands, but for me, it was so easy to be consistent. Like I had a practice set out, I do my run video at the same time. I come, when I come back and like lie down on the floor, you know, I post it, I, you know, it literally takes like two minutes and like, I would never watch it repeatedly before I post it. It's like, you kind of just have to unattach and surrender to the results and like, move on you can't like your mind can't overthink it at all because otherwise you could just get trapped um and it's funny because you know i have quite a few maybe like four or five other videos that are over a million views and those videos like i literally spent minimal minimal time on those videos like and i have some <laughs> where i i have i took a video every single day for a week you know uh i could have just put on a different shirt and gone outside to run to, to pretend like it was a different day. But it's like, so you, you really can't like base your 
brand worth on these videos. That's a lot what a lot of people do, unfortunately, and, and you're right. It's the videos that sometimes don't take a lot of time to produce are the ones that people really connect with. And that definitely is right on. You know, and I know there's likely a lot of people uh, listening to this podcast who are in that position that they want to take their passion to brand, but just don't quite know how. Um, Eliza, if, if you could give that person just one bit of advice, uh, someone who is starting to take their passion to brand through social media, what would that be? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, be very clear with your message and what you're doing. Write it down, make a big poster, stick it to your wall, you know, kind of create your thesis statement that you're not going to tweak like what audience you're really trying to talk to. I mean, anybody knows within themselves if they're actually passionate about something or if they're not. Like, are you going to fake it till you make it? Or is this something that you know is really going to benefit other people? Because you can't like fake passion. Um, And, you know, if you don't know like what your passion is, it's like, Sometimes you have to think like, what did you enjoy doing when you're a child? Mm. Did you lose connection with that? Kind of really figuring out um, not only what you're passionate about, but like how are you going to help people or educate them or entertain them in a way that allows this passion to kind of speak for itself. Um, And the big thing also, you know, putting yourself out on social media, like I think it's really good personal development practice to learn how to be vulnerable and learn how to take criticism and learn how to like really connect with people and build relationships. Totally. And, and obviously you're doing so well with that. You you can tell just through your account that your passion is exuberant and you love getting out every day and, and doing that mile run and sharing it with your audience. And, and so of course your brand is, is now established and of course continues to grow each, each day on social media. I'm sure there's times that you look back, you know, over uh, your journey and think, could I have done anything different? Is is there one thing that maybe sticks out to you that you could share with the audience that maybe be helpful for them as they're entering uh, into this space? Is there anything that you wish you had done differently? Hmm. Um, I'm just going to have to say no, because I don't have regrets. Like I said, I'm just building it organically and I feel like kind of whatever happens happens and then we kind of learn i think being able to learn from certain situations to help ourselves or our brand become better you can always add something uh you gotta kind of test your audience and see what they need you know i thought maybe um so you know there's a lot of different avenues i tried you know i tried um let's see my podcast about talking with other streak runners, like nobody really cared, but it's there. So I feel like it's kind of archived where people can go there and learn more if they want to hear other stories about people that run every single day. Um, But I feel like that project is kind of archived for now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I tried putting together a virtual fundraiser run where these followers get together and like we could all run the same day and support a nonprofit. And, you know, I had like maybe five people sign up. So it's just kind of like figuring out not only what, like what you want people to be a part of, but what people are actually going to react to. I I know many of our listeners are going to want to reach out. How's the best way for them to uh, connect with you and, and communicate with you? Yeah, probably through Instagram, Daily Run with Sa. Um, and since we last talked, I'm working on two projects, like a 
an actual journal of like a hundred day run streak. And um, I've always handwritten my mileage, you know, every night I have like papers of these notes, but I've always for myself wanted to have like a journal where I got to keep everything together. Um, so I have kind of working on that, getting that like printed. And then also, um, I don't know when, but I'm putting together like a book, like a run streak all about like what is a run streak basically and questions that I've received through Instagram. I'm compiling into like one book. It's like, it's going to be all like together in one spot. Awesome. Well, Eliza, we, we appreciate you being on the on the show today. And, and we know that the audience obviously is going to connect with your story and excited to see uh, where your brand goes from here. So we appreciate you you hopping on and, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you're not a subscriber to the Passion to Brand podcast, please do subscribe. If you're interested in being on the podcast, please write to me at brett at passiontobrand.com or send me a message on Instagram at passiontobrand. This episode was produced by Candace Bodenbender with Max Drive Marketing and music composed by Trevor Michael Music. Thanks again for listening.